Yep, I get it. I know exactly what you're thinking. Here we go. Another podcast. Well, you know what? I'm here to tell you something. This just isn't any other podcast. This is the Vision Life 365 podcast, where we give you a front row seat to organic missionary work. My name is Jason Sykes, and I'm here with my co-host, Gary Hale, and we're coming to you from beautiful San Pedro de Macorís, Dominican Republic. We're here serving with the DR Vision team. Our podcast is designed to encourage you towards Great Commission living. Along the way, you get to see the good, the bad, and even sometimes the ugly of missionary work. We hope to encourage and challenge you on your personal sanctification and ministry walk. Here we go. Well, Mr. Gary, uh, I have enjoyed talking about some things we got coming up here. It's been kind of a, con- a theme we've had that you and I have talked about recently, but uh, a couple of months here, we're cranking up seminary, and uh, I just ordered five books on evangelism, as uh, I'm going to be teaching the evangelism class. I'm pretty pumped about that. So I'll be studying that in Spanish, five Spanish books on evangelism. You're going to have your hands full. Yes, I will. And when, when are we trying to roll out this class? That's summer, right? Yes, sir. We've talked about uh, June-ish. We want to just kind of lock it in here soon, but we're shooting for June right now uh, and get that cranked up. want to see how COVID plays out here pretty soon because we, we just had a rollback slightly for, actually we'll talk about this week, uh, Semana Santa. They've kind of backed up the curfew one more time, uh, but nothing as drastic as, as we've dealt with before. So I think we're definitely making some move uh, forward as far as, how would you say forward? Not as strict of, yeah. of a deal. So anyway. Um, yeah, we're still navigating. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. We're still navigating we're still COVID, n- but, but things are opening up. I mean, mm-hmm. just little by little things are opening up and that's exciting. Yep. So. Seeing youth group, seeing the the college and career group that uh, we've been getting together with on both of those. Actually, I'm here now a little bit early and you and I doing the podcast and then about 4.30 I'm going to be jumping over here to the teens. So, uh, which uh, by way of intro, uh, I'm loving the teen group too. I got a, we guys, yeah. we got a good group of teens here. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you have a lot uh, that are connected to Las Palmas ministry. And then you have, uh, you have many that, uh, you know, are not in Las Palmas. They're people of the church. And so, uh, you know, we have a lot of good families in our, in our church and, and in the ministry. And so the opportunity to work with those young people is, you know, so, so important, you know, have that influence on their lives. And so, yeah, I'm glad you guys are uh, being able to help. Of course, you know, there's a natural connection with your own children, uh, you know, in, in the youth group, most of them. Mm-hmm. So, no, I think that's great. Which was kind of the, which is kind of the hook that pulled us in. Uh, we were going to come and bring the boys anyway. And so um, we mentioned, hey, why don't you guys just hang out? And so the first few weeks I came by myself and just hung out and then Sarah started coming too. And so, and they started getting the the, the cookie and and uh, drink uh, whatever you call it refreshment schedule going, and so Sarah jumped in, and we're so we're in we're in hook line and sinker now. Mm, so. so our plan, our master plan behind the scenes the, worked perfectly. Oh yes, it did. It did. <laughs> the plan worked. <laughs> wait, wait, yeah. Wait, wait till you see what we got coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna we're gonna slow our roll on that one, man. With that with the university group, uh, we've got our hands full. I think right now. And yeah, then things are all of a sudden. I mean, it's like you said. It went from zero, almost zero to uh 60 yeah really quick i mean so now your schedule is starting to fill up so yep yep, yep. we'll have to be a little bit more clever selective yeah, selective, selective is a word right selective 
So it, talking ministry stuff, you and I had chatted a couple minutes about this beforehand, uh, you know, just how we kind of wanted to play out this podcast. But we're about to hit Easter uh, time here. And I think for those who've never been in missions or never been in at least Latin American countries, um, Easter is a little different in in the way we handle things here, uh, even from a gospel standpoint. And so let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, I'm very interested because we've never, you know, we learned a lot of stuff at Christmas time. Uh, we learned that you don't go shopping on the 24th for sure. My wife spent four hours at the grocery store on the 24th. So. Anyway, that's nothing. That's nothing spiritual. You get but, good Christmas music, though. Well, you do. In English, you do, but you have to like follow the line that goes all the way around the store. It's like Walmart. Yeah, you know, yeah, like thirty registers, but only like five open. Well, and yeah, and that's Jumbo all the time. The only issue that is like it seems to me that every line I get in, it's like everything they scan for you. They have to look at it, and right. then or if they know, don't have a sticker on it. They want. I've had that happen before. Where you want to buy something, they're like, sorry, I don't have a sticker on it. Was well, there another one? No, this is the last one. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. you can't buy it. Yeah. I mean, they don't even call a manager or anything. No, it's sorry. Like, sorry. Too you, bad, you so sad. It. It's like, don't you want, I mean, isn't there a miscellaneous skew or something that you can put on that? Nope. The, there, sorry. yeah. <laughs> I, that, I, that I struggle with in Venezuela and I struggle with here is uh, customer service. It is just funny sometimes because yeah, you different. normally you're so used to the gringo mentality. Give me, a, I, I, need, I need a manager, please. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I need a manager. Manager. No, too bad. Sorry. Get out of line. You're, you're holding the line up. So we went <laughs> next. Oh, I'm totally blowing five minutes here, but we did a perfect example today. So, so Fridays are crazy. We end up taking kids home afterwards and we don't get home sometimes till closer to eight o'clock. So my wife says, Hey, let's just do pizza tonight. So we went and got pizza at Little Caesars. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're, we're, we're trying out the new Little Caesars. You hit the here. 299 special. Later. Oh, yeah. We got four of the 299 specials because I have 299 two. pesos, but still, that's only, that's less than four bucks. Yep. Yep. That's so good. we we do well for it's a good eat out meal that's very that's less than six dollars yeah yeah but still that's still good but very economical for here yeah. definitely here because I mean you can go somewhere just two people and spend thirty bucks easy well, so, even Domino's oh I mean one pizza is like a thousand pesos and it's not that good no it's like three times the price of the of this little Caesars right no little Caesars which explains the line around little Caesars but anyway so there's a lady there so that we're sitting in line for probably 10 minutes not moving in the drive-thru and and so I finally get up to the window Sarah actually got out walked inside and bought the pizzas and there and the guy's like sorry man he said this lady ordered specialty pizza and she refused to pull up and so she 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 held the whole thing up until her specialty pizza was cooked <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was not going to pull up and wait. Oh, no, she wasn't moving. She was going to sit right there till her pizza was done. So anyway, just mm-hmm. just a little different sometimes, and you just have to smile. Anyway, shifting gears, let's let's talk about Semana Santa. Let's talk about... I mean, what could they have done? I mean, I don't want to... I'm still, I'm still hung up on the woman just sitting there waiting for a pizza. Probably, yeah. I mean, I, what would you have done? Would, would I have done? Say, ma'am, you, you have to move forward or we're not giving you the pizza? Probably. Yeah. Ma'am, you will move forward or there'll be spikes that come up out of the <laughs> as you leave. There, there, the thing is here and like in Venezuela, there's not really in the States, if you called the cops, they probably would come and they probably would deal with the situation if it was long enough. I mean, if it's somebody holding up a drive through for 20 minutes, then they probably would show up. I don't think that that would happen here. I know for sure it wouldn't happen in Venezuela. So you're pretty well 
Yeah. You might you might as well find reverse. The cops did come. You wouldn't really want them handling the situation. <laughs> could, you, couldn't get blown out of proportion. <laughs> that or you you might have to you might be uh, enticed to bribe your way out of line or something like that. So anyway, oh boy, we could go lots of directions. Like <laughs> we better just get back to the Easter. <laughs> I'm to strike that last remark. Uh, speculation, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about Semana Santa. I know in uh, Venezuela, it was different. Obviously, the church, we sell, we celebrated Easter normally, uh, as we would in the States with Dia de la Resurrección. But how, uh, how is it handled here, Gary, in the Dominican Republic? How do, how do traditionally, and I guess, uh, I know there's, I'm sure, a party atmosphere as yeah, well. Yeah, you know, the week before, um, which is called Semana Santa, Holy Week, uh, leading up to Easter, um, first part of the week's pretty pretty normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it gets to about the middle to the end. It can get uh, pretty festive, and so it's. Uh, I would say that it, I mean we like to joke. It's it's really an unholy week, and not that <laughs> yeah. we're happy about that. But it's you know everybody says Semana Santa, Semana Santa, as if there's some sort of reverence and preparation for uh, the celebration of the resurrection of Christ. But it's not. Uh, it's not so. You know people. Um, you know, a lot of drinking goes on, a lot of partying, partying and, and, and just a lot of unholy things would go on, um, especially toward the end of the week. And so what's interesting to some people is to know that on Sunday of Easter is not traditionally for evangelical churches is not a big church attendance year. We face this also in Christmas. Uh, you know, we're back home in the United States. Those are you can count on Christmas and Easter for large attendance, mm-hmm. but you can't uh, here in the Dominican Republic because people um, will go to the beach. Um, they will, they've been traveling out of town. You know, I, I've, I've joked before with our church, somewhere in the Dominican Republic, there's got to be a church that is receiving all these out of town people. <laughs> I mean, yeah. somebody's like, you know, yeah, every Easter, everybody comes here. Um, because, you know, everybody's just traveling, everybody's, mm-hmm. you know, with family and, and you know, out of town. And so that's just a reality. Now, I will say this, for several years, we had really down attendance and, you know, it was just, I, I knew that, but I was still, um, it would still get me down. Mm-hmm. And um, then it reached a year where I just said, you know, what if we just, what if we just not accept automatically that it's going to be down? What if we just... You know, we planned our, you know, our special program. We printed up, uh, you know, tickets and we invited our people to pray and to give invitations out there. And we understand there's going to be a lot of people, but rather than just accept the, mm-hmm. well, you know, everybody's out of town, everybody's going to be here. What if we just considered that maybe God had people out there that he would like to bring into here? And so we're just going to pray in faith and give invitations in faith. And, you know, we saw a significant um, uptick in attendance in both Easter and Christmas for approaching it in a, in a different way. And part of that was, um, uh, you know, at that time, I had some counsel and people close to us that just kind of bought into that whole thing. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was until we were daring to say, you know, okay, maybe, maybe it won't be. But let's let's pray and let's get. It doesn't hurt anything to print up some tickets and ask our people to give them out and and put some anticipation into it. And uh, you know, God God uh, has brought people. Now 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 I'm gonna uh, reset and say you know this year with COVID and all that and we've got people out yeah. and all that. I mean we're not gonna be able to do the the Easter program like we wanted to. And so you know maybe. 
because we're not doing something special, people won't come. But I don't know. We just kind of learn through that. You know, don't automatically just give up. I mean, let's right. let's pray and. You know. Well, and I think you hit a huge point, and and I'm not trying to be like overly serious here, but I think that you have summarized my missionary experience in the DR because yeah. you know we came thinking things were going to be a certain way, and COVID has really literally upside down the whole world. And so yeah. um, you can come in with plans, you can come in with a strategy, you can come in with a mental image of what you're going to do, but um, you know, it's it, it for me, it was it really took a couple months just to kind of first get settled and and. You know, just basic routine, find out how to do stuff. When you go to a new country, you know, change things like changing money, where to buy stuff. You know, you could spend a whole day uh, looking for certain things. And you build relationships with people along the way that can help lighten that. Uh, for instance, uh, today, you know, we hired Hiro to go to pay our uh, uh, rent because you have to go stand in line at a bank. Well, there's certain things you can do like that to make your life easy. But in the beginning, <clears throat> it's a challenge. And... Um, and so ministry was a certain, had a certain picture in our mind because of COVID. I mean, the first one we got here, the curfew was at five o'clock, you know? And so we had to, we had to come up with some, well, first of all, we had just to surrender the fact that God had us here for a reason. Then he was going to have to kind of really orchestrate those relationships. Um, and that started off with a Bible study, uh, with just two other gringo missionaries. But honestly, at the time we all needed it. We were, we were all feeling the same way and just needed to kind of a shot in the arm. And then from there it went to, um, uh, met, uh, Armando out at, uh, Juan Deli, And I still have not been able to get out to him because either he's busy with clients or I've been busy and with a move. But uh, but still, it's a it's a relationship that's there, and I shoot him a message here now and then. But I would have never thought in a million years I'm a you know meet some twenty something year old young man who you know who's, who's a believer but who wants to grow. And so that wasn't part of the plan. The, you know, the plan was this official ministry thing in my mind. And so I think it's good which you mentioned. I think it's good to. We're going to give this our best shot. Well, we're going to leave the results up to the Lord, and whoever's going to be here, God's got here for a reason. Yeah. We there's a purpose that we're ministering to those people. And yeah. so, you know, you learn that uh at least well you learn that everywhere you go. Uh, you learn that in Venezuela. Um but you learn it here in the Dominican Republic that there's just you know, some things that are not going to go as you uh, would like them to go according to your mindset, you know, that you bring in from the United States. And you have to adapt and be flexible or you're going to get frustrated. And you're going to be frustrated with people. Mm -hmm. And you, you may even get frustrated with God, even though you might not articulate it that way. And you have to, um, you know, to take a step back and say, you know, what is it that the, who is the Lord bringing across my path, uh, where I'm at in the situation I'm in? And just try to be faithful there. You know, as it relates to Easter, uh, you know, ministry dies down that week. Um, school closes. Not a whole lot of activity. I don't know if there will be like youth group on that Friday night or not. There may be, there may not be. Some, you know, some, some, sometimes people don't like to, to travel or be out, you know, and that. And so it's, <clears throat> for us, it's an opportunity too to just, um, take a rest, take a breather. Mm -hmm. Now, normally when things are going, you know, full, full blast, we've had some groups, we've had, you know, the schools and all that. We actually purposely do not plan for groups. The week of Easter, like before, because just knowing everything's going to be just crazy. knowing everything's going to be crazy and realizing that, you know, we did, you know, several years ago, we would allow a group come in. But two things, you've got sports shutting down, you've got 
um, under a normal situation, you have the school closing, mm-hmm. you have the like the women's rescue ministry taken off, you know, and so you have all these ministries shut down. So now you've got to sort of generate something that's that's stressful. But then you have your missionaries; they need that they need that break in a mm-hmm. normal in a normal time. So we didn't want to put that stress on them. So we just sort of kind of made an unofficial policy. If we're going to make an exception to that policy, it's got to come through me. <laughs> but it's just kind of a. It's just you got to talk to Gary. You got you to talk to me. And then you got to talk to Mark Palma. Yeah, <laughs> How you no. doing? Yeah. So, uh, you know, and that's been good. Because, and I think that's been appreciated because it's like, you know, just rest and recoup and get ready. And so, you know, the whole thing is, um, you know, Easter is obviously, you know, a very important day that we celebrate. And mm-hmm. so we don't want people to be worn out and exhausted, um, you know, and, and then have to start back on Monday. Right. And so, you know, giving that little bit of a buffer, <laughs> this is different this year because of the, you know, we're still working through the, the pandemic. Um, you know, let me say something about the traditionally carnival has been connected uh, usually to, to Easter, especially when Easter is in the latter part of first, you know, Holy week is in the latter part of March. They canceled carnival this year because of COVID, but that usually starts somewhere in end of January or in February, and it's uh, carnival is is what the Spanish um, um, the Spanish colonists uh, you know brought over from Europe, and it's really a play on you know the devil and uh, you know there's a story here that you know the main character they dressed up in masks and things like that and you know really colorful you think New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, here in the Dominican Republic, they do that as well. And they celebrate in, you know, different cities and all that. And San Pedro has a, a real traditional, um, a traditional characters that dress up and these. And, and really what they're doing is making fun of the devil. And uh, one of the stories goes, uh, traditionals, uh, tradition is a tale is that, uh, you know, the devil um, was banished to earth because he, you know, had childish pranks. And, and so one of the things they do, and so when he was banished to earth, he hurt his leg. And so he limps around. And um, so one of the things they do is that if you're caught, they'll have this guy dressed up in a costume and he has a pig's bladder uh, in, you know, with a leather strap. And if you're caught off of the sidewalk, you can be hit by that guy. And, uh, you know, he'll just, he'll just slap you. That pig's bladder. Pig's bladder stinks. Uh, I learned this like years ago because I was in the Capitol and I was walking down the street and all of a sudden this guy just stepped out with his big old strap with a pig's bladder at the back of it. He just hit me across that arm, across my arm. And I smelled that thing for like the rest of the day. (laughs) And I was like, what in the world just happened? I mean, because this guy's like dressed up in a, you know, and everybody's laughing and all that. And, And I'm just a young kid, you know, I mean, on a missions trip. And I got blasted with that and uh, got whipped with it. And, and everywhere uh, you went after that. Everywhere <laughs> that day. It smelled, man. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know what's going on with the pig's bladder, but it, it, it stunk. And so I didn't realize that was part of, you know, all these festivities. So it's a funny thing. It's just, a, you know, again, pranks of the devil and all that. But if you take a step back. You know, it's kind of making light of spiritual right. things. Yep, and yep, so yep. while. You know, that might be funny getting hit with the pig's bladder. It may not be funny to you, but 
behind that, you know, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about these guys are costumes because there's a tale of the devil coming. It's not that people really believe that he fell to earth and hurt his leg and, you know, he's got to somehow ends up with a pig's bladder. But it's the fact, you know, it's not that really people believe that. But but you're making light of, you know, in, in, in another way. Excuse you know, me, man. I got you coughing. Yeah. I've got allergies, so I'm constantly like dealing with the tickly, tickly throat. But when you got me going on, I got my drink here. So, but you know, I think that that's where you know we have to be. We have to be careful because we can, we can be so casual about spiritual things. I mean, Jason, we are in a spiritual war. Yeah, and it doesn't take off for Semana Santa. Right. You know, I mean, we're still in it. We're in day in day out. We are in a spiritual war against principalities, and you know, not to. you know, get too serious here, but we are. But, well, yeah, I mean, you, you know. could you could see Satan's strategy in this because on one side you've got the you've got the making light of it, so it's kind of lessens the blow, I guess, a little bit. You know, of bad things kind of thing because you, yeah. it's 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 a uh, what's the word? It, it conditions you to be okay with it because you're used to seeing it, and so there's not a seriousness. You know, what is the big thing about the gospel? We 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 talk about people being accountable to God. There's an accountability. Well, if you mm-hmm. make light of spiritual things and it's not a big deal, then people kind of have that lowered mentality about it like it's not it's not, it's not that big a deal. That's when mm-hmm. you start dropping your, you know, dropping your um you know, and I think I think very interesting about this too, Gary, is is just talking about this from a cultural. You know, I'm sure we've got missionaries listening to this podcast as well. And you could fight this, but, yeah. but what good is it going to do you? You're going to, you know what I'm saying? You could, tr- you could make a gringo church and you could do everything gringo, yeah. you know, the, the way North Americans would do because we all get together and it's a big celebration day. And then we go home and, you know, we have our, our ham or whatever we, you know, whatever you eat on, on Easter Sunday. I mean, it's a big family day and stuff like that, but you know, you could fight the system. You could fight everything. I know, and I know too. And even in, in Venezuela, a lot of times people didn't get much time off during the year. So when they had that time off with yeah. their kids, it was their only, only potential week for vacation. And so that that they would go travel, or they would. Yeah. And, and another thing about Latin America too, and this is not a bad thing, is families much more str- uh, strong. It's much stronger here in Latin America, I think, than the, the, the states. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not saying there aren't some families who are just real super tight, um, but just to, the, the general mentality of Americans as opposed to Latin America uh, is just different. Americans yeah. are very private, and they're, you know, where um, I mean, you'll see people, you know, their third uncle twice removed dies, and they're just in shambles. And in the states, I just don't you don't see that quite as much, and so. When there's an opportunity for family stuff like that, even though it might not be anything elaborate, a lot of times they will take off and do I hope something. Your, your third uncle <laughs> twice removed. Twice removed. <laughs> is not listening. You do not want to. My uncles are a whole different podcast. There's probably three or four podcasts right there. <laughs> <laughs> At least on my dad's side. The so uncles we'll, of Jason next, <clears throat> next week on the podcast, 365. We will leave those alone. I can just tell you that right there is a, that's a whole other gospel uh Anyway, that's for your evangelism class. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, here's another character that they they dress up as. Um, Roba la, la gallina is a festivity. I'm, I'm reading a, a note here from the internet. The satire is the fact that some people used to steal chickens from farms. This often consists of a man dressing up as a woman who just stole a chicken. This character often carries a large purse with candy inside for the crowd, as is meant to be one of the more comical characters. 
Well, nowadays there's uh, there's just there's a couple of different things are wrong with this, you know. And so people are laughing and all that. But again, what are we really laughing about? You know, and they're so, making light of yeah. Um, and then you got the stealing whole, from people, stealing from people, cross dressing, <laughs> right? Which is a you know uh, interesting how <laughs> it's very current uh, this old tradition. But again, you know, uh, and it's not to sound legalistic or to be you know, a downer on people having fun. I, I would just, I would just say again, it highlights the need for the gospel and to make much of Jesus Christ. And yeah. so, you know, rather than, you know, being against everything, <clears throat> let's just be for, you know, you know, for celebration of the resurrection. So Easter for us is an opportunity to say, this is, you know, at the center of our faith, you know, that, Christ died on the cross and then he rose again three days later and, you know, he lives today. And, mm. you know, this is the offer of salvation. So it's, it's really more about rather than have that negative, you know, condemning attitude toward all these things. I mean, the world's going to be the world, you know, uh, they have a reason for why they do all that. Uh, let's make much about Christ. And what's challenging in this context, though, is when people, you know, are out you know, because we're visiting family and all that. And like you said, we have to understand that. And so we just have to kind of get that in our mind and be happy for those that come uh, to the church and, and to, excuse me, uh, and, and to, you know, celebrate with who, whom we have. Because really, you know, the resurrection is something we celebrate every Sunday in, well, in, in, one, in one sense. In the end, it really comes down to God has given us the gospel and we have a responsibility to get that out. And, and so much of that is him orchestrating those moments um, and those re- relational moments. So, you know, sometimes I think we focus on programs, Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, focus on a Sunday program on Easter that we're going to have so many people won, but maybe it's the guy that's coming over to fix your cabinets that you talk to. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's the relationship that you're in line somewhere and somebody, you know, <laughs> walking down the street the other day, I was walking home from Jumbo and. And this lady, I think she's my neighbor. She's a cleaning lady for somebody because I've seen her walking down my street and she had 45 pesos and she needed to, to ride a moto. And so I had five pesos on me because I just bought some stuff. So I, I gave it to her. But and we didn't we didn't have a gospel conversation that moment, but it's about those relationships. So maybe, maybe it's not going to happen under the roof of the church. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Maybe during that week, you're going to connect with somebody or you're going to you, so much. I think we focus on programs and so much. I think we. And it's not that we don't want to do something that's quality. We do. But it is, I had a guy at my house this week. It's funny uh, because when you think of the gospel and you think of, his name was Emmanuel. <laughs> you know, and he's God with us. Yep. And he was explaining to me what his name meant. And, um, you know, he, he, he has the typical, you know, he's got the, the, the man bun and the, the earrings and the tattoos. And he started talking to me about, those things. And he says he gets judged. I'm telling you, the guy's an incredible worker. Yeah. And um, I complimented him several times. It did the quality of work that he does. And if there's other little things that he's not getting paid for, but if he knows it, he'll, he'll fix it. And I complimented him on that. And so I use those moments. I'll say, well, you know, the Bible says good name is better than riches. You know, it's a good, good quality reputation is, is even better than being rich, the Bible says. And so I'll talk to him about that. And, and then we got talking about, you know, People judging him, and I said, "Well, I said, you know, um, I, I don't. Uh, it's not my job to judge. It's yeah. not my job. It's my job here as a missionary to teach people how to have a relationship with God." And basically, from that conversation, <clears throat> we talked about conscience. We talked about 
our relationship to God and each one of us has to give an account that that I don't need to judge him because it's not it's the, he doesn't answer to me he answers to God and so we walk through some scripture I share some stuff with him send him some stuff through WhatsApp I don't know what's going to happen with that relationship he left his hammer at my house so he's swinging by this afternoon to pick it up but I'm just just those when you look at like this Samana Santa I think in what I'm trying to say in all of this is sometimes we create this image in our mind of what we think ministry is going to be. Right. And I think for me personally, I miss the little moments. Yeah. And the Long little way. the little moments actually end up being the big moments because those are the people who maybe actually do have an interest. Mm-hmm. And through conversation with those people, they start asking more questions and Whereas maybe on a corporate scale, you're not going to see that right. change or that interaction. And so, yeah, I don't think it's a, an either or. I think it's a both it's a and. Both, it's a both yeah. and. And mm-hmm. so, take advantage of the opportunities you have during the week to, uh, you know, talk about Christ. And then, in the large public service, um, then some people might be would take up your invitation to come and listen to, to a message, and that could be, uh, you know, instrumental in in them. Yep. But People do get saved outside of a church service, and mm-hmm. people do um, decide to uh, just pop my lips. You'll edit that. <laughs> no, I'm leaving that in, man. Okay. This is an organic podcast. Yeah, a little too organic. I'm still waiting for you to get an email or a phone call. No, I turned all that down. <laughs> uh, but, you know, but people get back, you know, right with the Lord. Um, beyond, I mean, they, they do with a church service, but sometimes it's 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 not— Always the church service. And so church service is part of, you know, the strategy. It is biblical. It's what we find in the in the New Testament. But you also see people doing life outside of the church service and, you know, sharing the life of Christ with people. So really it's it's to be it's to be with us. You know, like we were reading in then Deuteronomy this this week in our in our Bible reading. Deuteronomy chapter six, you know. Uh, when you're walking, when you're standing, when you're, you know, when you're laying, lying down, when you're, you know, rising up. I mean, you have this before you. You're teaching your, your family. You're living this out every day. That's not just a Sunday, and it's not just a resurrection day. Right. You know, it's um, or an Easter celebration. You know, it's something you do all, um, you know, throughout. Now, you know, another another thing that people might be surprised to know is that we don't have, you know, talking about things that are not necessarily you know, don't relate to, to Christ. I mean, we talk about the Easter bunny. You don't have the Easter bunny down here. You know, nobody really, I mean, other than catching American shows or having people that, you know, go to the United States, they, they don't really know what's all that about. <clears throat> and really, you know, I've seen explanations about, you know, how the egg is symbolic of, <laughs> you know, we just don't go there. I mean, it's just, let's not try to force it, you know? I mean, I, in, I'm okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, there's this bunny that hops around. I mean, here's the thing. The Easter bunny, like I said about Santa Claus, the Easter bunny was very good to me growing Satan up. Claus. It's not Santa Claus. <laughs> Satan Claus. Satan Claus. Well, well, the Easter bunny was really good to me growing <coughs> up. Uh, always got, Excuse me. I mean, I love the, I mean, I never liked the peeps. Those things, I think, are like nasty. To, yeah. to me, they're nasty. I, I don't, and I, I didn't, I wasn't a big fan of the jelly beans. I love the Reese, Reese eggs, though. And the chocolate bunny. Cadbury. Cream eggs, which are always okay. Those are all right. <laughs> always I thought it was funny, you know, the commercials where like the one bunny has his ears chopped off, you know, or bitten off, and so oh, yeah. he can't hear, you know, the, the other one talking. And so <laughs> uh, those are always funny to me. But you know, the Easter Buddy is—I don't have a big hangout. In fact, here's what we've done: 
uh, in the past, when we had young children on our team, we would do like an Easter egg hunt at Las Palmas and, and, you know, Allison really got into, you know, putting that on, you know, coordinating it and getting the eggs. I don't think we'll do it this year, but, you know, in the past we have done that. We just haven't made a big deal about it because we know that, <coughs> Excuse me. number one, it's I not. I got the tickle throat thing going on. Sorry, man. That's all right. Um, it's not COVID. It's not COVID and you're not smoking. Just so people know. Not here, I'm not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, get myself in trouble in that. <laughs> I don't smoke. That's good. Uh, yeah, the Easter Bunny's not going to let you look for eggs if you if you do any of that stuff. Yeah. But, but anyway, we we you know with the with the team, we've allowed their children, and that's been a that's been a fun thing to try to keep a little bit of maybe tradition that they had back home. We don't get into big theological discussions about it. We're, it's not something we're going to bring to the church and say, we got to have the Easter bunny here, you know, at church. I mean, that, it's just too, too much of a stretch to try to teach our sure. people that, but you know, uh, we don't begrudge if some American kids want to participate in that and have an Easter egg hat. It's a way to minister to them. And I think they're pretty, I think most of our families that are here are pretty clear that the Easter bunny is not. Oh really yeah. Eating. You know, and I think again, I think there's a lot we could take away from this because as far as just general ministry is concerned, you know, where you are, <clears throat> be, I don't know if I think I heard somebody say one day, a coach said there's something, wherever you are, be there. But yeah. you know, whatever your context is, depending on where you are, you know, I've got friends back home who are ministering in their churches, big churches. And, and they have, I mean, one had a helicopter come in one year and drop literally had to, somebody from the church had a helicopter license. And they came in and dropped in Easter eggs from the helicopter and, you know, right. but it was a big thing and it brought, it brought people in. I don't see anything wrong with that. I think it was a, it was a great idea. Others who, um, you know, did similar things that there was one, I do have to say about it. Good friend of mine, Jeremy Elam back home. He, uh, at his church, they made a video of the like the parents going out, but it was all the staff parent people and their pastor at the time uh, going out and finding the Easter eggs. But the parents were taking the Easter eggs, like eating the stuff in the Easter eggs, and the kids were all crying. Yeah. It was like <laughs> it was it was funny anyway. <laughs> so poor they tortured tortured those poor playing. kids to make the video. But anyway, they'd use it as a funny way to. But anyway, it's, so I think important you know several things. <clears throat> Look for opportunities. Right. Look for opportunities, whether it's here in the church or if it's out in the street. Look for the opportunities that Samana Santa might afford, might open right. up. Two, don't be so caught up on program. Um, you know, be culturally sensitive to wherever you're at, because it's like you're saying, you know, some things would be a stretch here. It wouldn't wouldn't even, you know, so so to, worth the investment of time. No, or the idea of trying to make an American church right. Americanize everything we do, because it's so easy to for it would be so easy, and probably this has happened. Um, you know, it's one of the biggest mistakes and missions that you can do is try to impose your American culture on where you go. And obviously, there's, there's a line between biblical and what American culture is, but you still can celebrate the resurrection without having to do all the. All the things that we do in America. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, sure. And so you, and that's why I say, you know, you, you're going to have, it's going to be, you're going to use a lot of capital trying to convince a, a Dominican church and that pl- they should do Easter egg hunt in order to attract people to come because, you know what I'm saying? And then pull your hair out at the end because it's a frustration and nobody shows up or, you know, putting, putting, you know, 500 Easter eggs out in vision land and nobody shows up because it's a 20 minute. I mean, just, right. it, just things like that where you, you operate within the context of where you live right. and, and you understand what the, the culture is of the place where you're ministering. Even in the States, I'm, I'm sure that changes. Just places like, 
you know, out West and, and, and I worked two summers out West out in Utah and I was totally amazed at the different mindset. I'm not talking about holidays per se. I'm just talking about the way they do things. It's just different, much more tradition. You know, we, yeah. we do things this way cause we always have, right. well, what about changing it? Go back home there, big boy. <laughs> this right. is the way we do it out here. And yeah, you know, it doesn't sure. matter. And so you have to, you, you, if, if I was, if there was one point in my life, I thought God was calling me out there because there's a huge ministry to, to, to the, the Mormons really out there and, and saw kids. I mean, I worked at a camp, saw kids from polygamous families. I mean, you, you, anyway, the idea is another podcast, another podcast, <laughs> but, but the idea is that I can take my East, you know, East Tennessee mentality yeah. and try to oppose it, impose it on them out there, but they're not going to take it. So I'm going to blow every opportunity that, you know, how we made relationships there. You know how we connect with people. I went out and threw hay right. on a Saturday. You know, or, or we, you know, it was a four hour drive to camp. Sometimes we took kids home and we have to drive, you know, hour or two out of the way, you yeah. know, and so that kind of investment in somebody's life, you know, those are things that in East Tennessee wouldn't think, I mean, we, it just wouldn't make sense because we don't have that issue. So you take the moments and the opportunities and you take the, you know, whatever it is. Or maybe it's just the guy over there working at your house, uh, you know, changing the little wheels out and your sliding glass door and he asks you questions or starts, you know, taking advantage of every one of those little opportunities and using those for a, a gospel opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's not to, it's not to lessen Easter and, and not to just make it, you know, just another common day. But again, for the Christian, we celebrate on the first day of the week. Why? Because Christ rose. And so really every Sunday is an important day, but I would go beyond that. Every day is an important day. Absolutely. You know, and so, yes, it's not to minimize uh, Easter, but it's just to not roll up everything into Easter. Is And I think for a lot of churches and maybe churches back home has had to recalibrate, mm -hmm. you know, through COVID. Because if Easter is all determined upon breaking your attendance record. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you might break the attendance record and, you know, not really it's possible to not really please God. I mean, maybe the, maybe the ministries were done out of a selfish ambition. I think, or, you know, I you think know. we gravitate towards programs so yeah. easily. I think programs and easily... making that the measure of success. Mm -hmm. What if you don't break the record, but the gospel is clearly communicated and people, people hear it and they're, they're challenged and there's a move of God upon that congregation. Wouldn't you rather that than there's this just huge outpouring of people in attendance, <clears throat> but, well, and here's another thing Not that I, well. one of the things I want to deal with in my evangelism class, and that is, I think, hugely, another thing that we've treated. Hugely, is that word? Huge, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Sorry. Uses, uses Jenny, hugely. Jenny, are you listening from, from Las Palmas? Um, uh, my, my son's, um, trying to think of all my English teachers. Who was my English teacher? Anyway, um, sorry. Sorry, Miss Thompson. Sorry. Uh, who else did yeah. I have? Anyway, um, huge. He just threw me off, oh, I'm man. Sorry. Where was I'm I sorry. going? I don't even know. Oh, you have to edit. Okay, this out. so I'm so I'm going to deal with this in our evangelism ev class. Evangelism yeah. class is the role of the Holy Spirit in all of this as well, right? Because we've looked at his evangelism as a program, I guess, to a certain extent, and so we think we're basing it on the fact that if we knock so many doors, or we, you know what I'm saying, and evangelism, ABC. yeah. And it has to be, the Holy Spirit has to be working on that heart. And right. so 
man, would this guy that came to my house or whatever the relationship is or church or whatever, the end game for all of it for, for me is I'd point him in the direction of Jesus. And when, if God's working on their heart that you'll know, you'll know if that person is ready, they'll continue the, 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 the conversation, they'll ask more questions. You'll see their heart soften, but the, the Holy Spirit has to be present in that, in that exchange or, you know, you can't just cram it down their throat. And so I think in all of that, no matter what we do, that we have to keep, be conscious of that too, because, um, we've treated it too much like a program and it can't be. It's got to be a personal relationship. The Holy Spirit has to be working in that person's heart, uh, mm-hmm. for them to see their need for Christ. And so whether it's here at church or whether it's out in the street, um, we share truth, share it boldly without question. But in the end, it's it's got to be the Holy Spirit that works on that person's heart, and they have to respond to that conviction as well. It's I always, no matter what I do, <clears throat> I always try to help that person understand number one that I'm I'm in need of grace, just like they are. Just because I'm have a relationship with God doesn't mean I'm I'm not in need of grace. I need to, I need daily grace. And the second thing is, I I'm not their judge, nor do I want to be their judge. I got too much that that I have to work on, but that my my job is to point them to the one who ultimately can and will judge them and that they need to understand that there is a personal accountability to him. And <clears throat> that's so freeing, <laughs> freeing in the sense of they don't have to feel, you know, this guy at my house the other day, how oh, people judge me and they think, I was like, man, you ain't got no judgment for me. I think you're yeah. doing a great job. You know, you, you've worked hard. I like the work that you do. You've, you've done well. And I think maybe that might leave the door open. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so... Um, this is a good conversation. I think this is good all the way across the board. I think this is for lay people in the church. I think this is a great missionary. You know, we talk about what's the purpose of our podcast. The purpose is to, to minister to people, give them encouragement, to give them practical ideas, to give them an outplay of, of how missions and ministry can be done. And I think this is a great example. We have a cultural difference. If we came in and just forced our American way on it, we'd blow the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it wouldn't really have validity anyway. So now we're trying to not only just change the program up just because we think this is the way it should be, but now we're having to actually kind of reteach, reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Or we could take what we have culturally, try to understand it, look at the background, what, look at what they're dealing with religiously, false religion, just like you read. I didn't, I didn't know those things. And so, hey, wow, now that I know that as far as carnival, making fun of Satan, making fun of his tactics and making light of stealing and making... Well, those are things that, that happen quite a bit in Latin America. I mean, you know, if you take a mission trip to Latin America, you're going to see bars on windows and and stuff yeah. like that. And that's because people do steal other right. people's chickens, you know, yeah. or whatever. And so those are things that maybe the history of making fun of that kind of lowered the lowered the mm-hmm. lowered the whatever on that. And so people sensitivity, sensitivity, people laugh at it. No big deal. Ha ha. ha okay. Now, stealing is not so much of a big deal because it's just part of the culture. Right. F- find your place in it. Make sure the Holy Spirit is present. Do your job. Present the gospel. Share yeah. Christ. But in the end, realize that the ultimate transaction that takes place has to be between that person and God. There's no way that I can manipulate that relationship. I can't go to God and change God's mind, and I can't go to that person and change their mind. They've got to respond to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has got to convict them, and they have to decide if they want to surrender or not. And so I'm I'm excited about Semana Santa. Yeah, uh, it's, t- it's time, to, uh, <clears throat> time to take a little bit of a rest um, with the family. It's an opportunity to 
you know, other people will be off, and so there'll be opportunity to, yep. you know, connect. And, you know, you can watch out for uh, the guy with the pig's bladder. <laughs> <laughs> I am not getting close to the guy with the pig's bladder, that's for sure. I mean, the people just laughed and cackled because I didn't know, obviously, I didn't know what to avoid him. Yeah. I just saw a guy dressed up, and I was young and didn't know he any got of the you. culture. You he know it now. I know it now. I always <laughs> watch out for those guys. You'll see those guys down the front of uh, the Catholic Church, interestingly enough. Um, and I don't know with COVID this year if, if they'll be there or not, but usually they're all dressed up and all that. And they'll, they'll have their pig splatters and Ugh. all that. So, you know, it's a big thing in San Pedro. Um, you know, so anyway, you know, Easter, uh, you know, again, I don't want to say it's just another day. I don't want that to be the message, but it is But we are reminded that every day is a day to celebrate the resurrected Christ. Yep. So that's every day is about Jesus. That's more, and I think a lot of pastors would take. I mean, how many pastors, a couple weeks leading up to Easter, are just absolutely stressed out trying to make sure everything is just just right? Um, well, hopefully, you know, COVID has pretty much upset the apple cart on that yeah. one. And and if you if you haven't been recalibrated by COVID, you are You're a little bit in the lessons, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> nothing happens the way it's supposed to now that since COVID, but um, yeah. you know that I, yeah. I, you're right, you're right, and I'm I I don't know I, I love the the I love the personal connection side of ministry. Um, I love corporate ministry. I love church ministry. I mean, we love obviously we church planted in Venezuela, and we're working with the church plant here. But yeah, sure. But yeah, there is a corporate aspect, no question about it. It's just it's not an either or. It's a it's, it's a both hand. And really, the corporate the success of the corporate really depends on how people are living their life individually. You know, if they're in the Word, if they're praying, mm-hmm. if they're sharing Christ, if they're doing that all during the week. Then corporate gets really exciting, yeah. Because oh, yeah. you're not just playing games or playing church. You're coming together you, with a bunch you're of you're coming people. together other, with other people who are doing that, and then they get you know you get really charged up, yep. you know, for Sunday. If nobody's doing that during the week, and then they're coming together just for just for a church service, um, you know, the effect is going to be a lot a lot less. Yeah, I think uh, closing for me, closing up. I you know I just talked to Sarah today and yesterday. Both the conversation come up. Well, yeah, we talk more than that. But. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Gary's got me getting counseling here, I think, if I know. But we just, for the first time since we've been here, man, we've been here since August. So August, September, October, November, December. Uh, we're talking, what, five months? Uh, September, I don't know. Yeah, five months, uh, eight months we've been here. Yeah. And we're just now feeling like we're starting to connect. Yeah. Both in church and then kind of out in the street, you know, and connecting is is buying avocados as you're leaving Jumbo. It's talking to the cashier at Jumbo. It's it's a guy that takes the groceries out to your car and he, rec- you know, he remembers who you are. And it's, uh, you know, your trainer at the gym in and the, it's just all those little relationships that that guy that comes and fixes the, you know, the iron worker guy that comes in and welds something for you and you build a relationship with him. And so I, I think we're just now for the first time starting to kind of, if I could say, see the fruits of those relationships. And that's that's exciting to us because it feels that's, I think, what makes it feel like home. Yeah. But it also kind of gives purpose. You know, you look forward to. The next time, you know, you talk to the guy a little bit, have a great gospel conversation, but you also look forward to the next time he comes <laughs> to fix the door or whatever, because, you know, you're hoping that conversation is going to continue. Sure. So, well, guys, that uh, that wraps it up for us. We, we I think we got uh, 
a, a lot to think about. Uh, definitely process. Consider where you are, where God's got you um, as you go into the Easter season as well. Uh, consider your own cultural context. How can you reach out and uh, listen to what the Holy Spirit's telling you? And uh, let's let's share the gospel regardless of of cultural context. Let's do what God's commanded us to do. So thanks for listening to us, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Vision Life 365 podcast. Be sure to check out our website, visionlife365.org. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast for a new episode each and every week. Thanks so much for being a part and being with us here. And we look forward to being with you again next week.